How do social entrepreneurs and small businesses create an authentic brand people love so they can get the edge they need to stand out, create predictable revenue, and compete against the big guys? That's what we're here to discuss. I'm Adam Force, the founder of Change Creator, and this is the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Uh, if you missed the last episode, um, it was with one of my clients. Um, his name is Brandon, and he is the founder of My Product Developer. So he did a rebrand um, to kind of elevate his presence online and really set up a stronger sales system and kind of learn the marketing game. Uh, so he's also in the brand accelerator here at Change Creator. And we talk about what, you know his experience, why he was doing what he was doing, and the results, and kind of all that stuff to kind of give you that on the ground feedback that you might be contemplating and think about thinking about with your business. You might be in very in a very similar place. So, really exciting conversation, and it's the first time I actually brought on a client was kind of trying something new there. So, would love your feedback. Um, so today we're going to be talking with Joe Sanak. Um, I'm not, you know, these, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that name correctly. I think so. Um, and so Joe is actually the author of Thursday is the new Friday, how to work fewer hours, make more money, spend time doing uh, what you want. Um, and he is the uh, founder of practiceofthepractice.com. Okay. Now the book that he has written, it really, it breaks down and examines how the four day work week boosts creativity and productivity. So that's right. A four day work week. And he's been featured on Forbes, Good Magazine, Smart Passive Income podcast from uh, Pat Flynn. Uh, he is the host of a podcast called The Practice of the Practice Podcast and has also been recognized as one of the top 50 podcasts around the world with over 100,000 downloads per month. Um, so he has a lot going on, a lot of experience to share. We're going to dig into that four-day work week concept, okay? Um, last but not least, we have one spot right now still open. Um, it may be closing out today, but we have one spot open in the brand studio and of course some future spots, but immediate roster is pretty full. Um, and you know, we're getting ready to launch mini chess global. It's going to be an incredible, um, launch into the U S from South Africa and they're going to start going more global. And this is about children's educa education. It's been a really exciting process. So we're very close to wrapping that project up and we'll be kind of, sh we'll share that out online. You guys could check out the, you know, the befores, the afters and what we're all, what that was all about. And we'll start rolling out some case studies on some of the brands that we've been working with and developing. So you can guys can go a little deeper into the experience and, and see what it's all about. Um, cause there's a lot of power behind taking these really smart business steps. These are strategies and principles that are time tested. They are not gimmicks. They're not tactics. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of that flying around these days. All right, so guys, leave us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way, and we appreciate your support. Let's get into this conversation. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Joe, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. How's everything going today? 
Adam, it is going amazing. It's better because I'm hanging out with you. (laughs) I appreciate that. I appreciate you just taking the time. I'm excited to learn more about what you have going on. And uh, we'll get into a little bit about the new book. Uh, Thursday is the new Friday and what that means to uh, people. So maybe what I like to do um, is start at uh, just like what's going on that's exciting in your life today. And how did we get there? Just to give us a little bit of that background. Yeah. I mean, I'm so excited to help uh, creators, coaches, counselors, business owners just rethink their schedule. Um, I think, you know, post COVID, I think a lot of us are like, why did we ever do it the way we used to do it? Uh, We had this global disruption where we got to sit around for a little bit and make sourdough bread. (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, for those of us that had the privilege of not being as stressed during that time as maybe people that, you know, had a lot of really tough things during COVID. um, Now we're on the other side of it in a lot of ways ways and we have the opportunity to reshape things. Uh, And so kind of looking back a little bit, I've always been someone that looked at my schedule as mine, whether it was my freshman orientation at college. I remember the advisor saying, hey, you can make whatever schedule you want. I'm like, well, why would I ever have school on Friday then? (laughs) So (laughs) all the way through my first job out of grad school, I negotiated a four day work week and uh, I just thought that was normal to negotiate to work less and make more. Um, But (laughs) little did I know that that was a bit of a superpower uh, that I would get a book deal out of. (laughs) (laughs) That is pretty cool. So, um, you know, I, I love the, I I like what you said. And I remember my first, one of my first, actually my very first interview, a few hundred interviews ago now was John Lee Dumas. And um, he was living in San Diego at the time. And I I was in Philadelphia and it was like winter. So I was like freezing my butt off. Now I'm in Miami, thankfully. And he inspired me a little bit because when I asked him, I was like, man, you're so lucky to be in San Diego. And his comment was, well, we all make our own decisions. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but it actually stuck with me. And I was like, you're right. Like we do make our own decision. You're kind of saying the same thing. It's like, yeah, we create our schedules. We, we decide how we want to live our lives. Like, it's just like, we get so sucked into this world of like, this is how it's done. And we listen, but it's not, it's not how it is. <laughs> not at all. It, it's so funny. You bring up JLD. I'm having dinner with him next Wednesday uh, down, oh, down in Nashville at podcast movement. Um, so we've be through this process. We've become friends because we have such an aligned way of thinking. And um, that idea that we make our own decisions. Uh, oftentimes I think it, it feels like the world is set up for us and we just have to go along with it. Um, and even just in looking at this book. Um, so I proposed this whole kind of structure to Harper Collins and they bought it. And then I'm like, well, where did we even get the concept of time and, you know, a seven day week? And so I started digging into these things that wasn't even in my proposal. And so I discovered that thousands of years ago, the Babylonians made up the seven day week. Like there's nothing in nature that says seven days. You know, it makes sense. You know, a year we go around the sun, you know, the earth rotates for a day, but there's nothing in nature that's seven days. They had a seven day week. The Egyptians had an eight day week. The Romans had a 10 day week. And later that switched back to a seven day week. So if we just start with we made this all up and then in 1926 henry ford you know pushes back against kind of some of the ways that things were being done where people were working 10 to 15 hour days six to seven days a week and he says let's do a 40 hour work week so i can sell more cars to my own employees i mean basically it was like a selfish thing to sell cars and it takes off so less than 100 years ago this 40 hour work week thing took off and so we're given this thing that feels like it's just how it is you know the seven day week 40 hours like that's how it is but in reality 
random humans made this up and we can be the ones that say, do we want this? Maybe we don't want it to be this way. We have the ability to change our week and to restructure it in a totally different way. You know, those are some interesting inputs that you just kind of threw out there. And it's always like those things that you think about, but you never take the time to go dig into it. And so <clears throat> hearing about it and how there was eight day weeks and seven and then the 40 hour. And you're right. Like you always wonder, like, why are we doing it this way? Like, who is this really benefiting? And like, why did they start doing this? So Tell me just a little bit about some of the ideas that you dug up um, and why, meaning, okay, so we break down that this whole time factor and 40 hours a week is just a thing that was made up. So what are you actually then proposing? Like, what's your narrative around this then? Yeah. So, you know, if we really look at how we do our best work, I mean, we all want to do great work for the world. We want to leave the world better than we found it, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Is that when we're stressed out and maxed out or is it when we've slowed down a little bit? So one of the main principles of the book is that, you know, we really have to first slow down and then we can go kill it. Uh, so you think about when are your best ideas? Um, it might be when you're taking a shower, might be when you're on a long drive and you have music off and you're just kind of thinking, might be that first minute of meditation and you're like, I should be meditating, but I have all these ideas that flood in. Um, it's not usually when we're stressed out and maxed out. And so the major principle of the book is we need to slow down first and then our best ideas emerge. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw this all the time. Every summer I host an event called Slowdown School where entrepreneurs fly into Northern Michigan. Mm -hmm. We pick them up in a big yellow school bus and take them out to this, this place that's right on Lake Michigan. Uh, we bring in an executive chef that gets most of the salad bar from local farmers so they eat great food. We, and for two days, the first two days, we just go hiking. I bring in yoga teachers and massage therapists. And I say, only pull your phone out to capture pictures or things like that. Like, and they know ahead of time so they can have systems set up so that their business doesn't just fall apart. And then on Wednesday morning, Thursday and Friday, we just run full tilt towards their business. And the things that I see happen, it's just, it's like voodoo magic. I mean, I, I'm just like, I can't believe we've optimized the brain this much. In one 20 minute sprint, this guy, Michael, he sketched out nine chapters of a book that he had been struggling with sketching out over like nine months in a mastermind group. Um, this other lady, she named her consulting practice. She bought the URL. She figured out her tagline and she sketched out her first nine emails in 20 minutes. I mean, Wait, what, so, what, what inspired, how did, like, what, what changed for them? I'm sorry. Just so I'm clear. Yeah. I mean, they slowed down. They just like cleared okay. Okay. their minds. <laughs> and then by the time they're ready to work, they're just ready to jump right in. And so I, I think what the neuroscience points to, not, I think, I know it points to is that when we figure out how to best align our brains with what it needs, we can trigger massive productivity and creativity without burning the candle at both ends. Ah, I love it. This is definitely a space I'd like to get into because, you know, when you're in the entrepreneurship space for a while, you start to realize that 80% of the game is really just the thinking <laughs> and how we, you know, it's, it's mind, body, soul. And, you know, it sounds so cliche and all that stuff, but you really do need to kind of nurture these things. And you know, I read Ryan Holiday's book about, you know, stillness is the key. And it's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about being still. Um, and you're right. We have to be able to clear our minds. And I, it's like the professional professional baseball player who is in a slump. They're just striking out. Can't seem to hit the ball. Can't see it till they finally like, you know, clear their mind, let things go, stop stressing the past, stressing the future. And they can actually focus. Right. Cause to your point, like, 
clearing the mind and having focus, you ever like feel so overstimulated that like, I'll get to a point where like, I got to go for a walk. I got to stop looking at the computer screen and you got to give yourself that time. So it sounds like you're really leaning into what are some of these things to be aware of and how do I start kind of changing my life by clearing my, my mind. Right. Yeah. I mean, Adam, you're spot on. Even when we're in our workday, uh, there was a University of Illinois study that looked at vigilance decrement. Vigilance, how well we pay attention to something. Decrement meaning breaking down over time. So right. the traditional way of thinking was you're given kind of a cup of water of energy through the day. You pour it out. It doesn't get refilled till you sleep again. And they wanted to challenge that. And so they gave these college students this really boring task. They'd put them at a computer and they'd give them a four-digit number. So three, two, one, five. Okay. Every time three, two, one, five pops up on that computer, you hit the button. Whenever it's a different four digit number, you don't do anything. What did they see over that 60 minutes? They saw vigilance decrement. They paid attention worse at the end than they did at the beginning. So then the second group, as you often do with a research study, is at the one third mark, they disrupted that task and they gave them a one minute break. They said something like, you know, we put you on the wrong computer, like give us a minute, just hang out in the lobby. There were no screens or anything. And then a minute later, they come back. Okay, we got you all set up. They go do the task again. And then at the two thirds mark, they did the exact same thing, a one minute break, get you on another computer, just hang tight for a minute. There was no vigilance decrement in that entire time, meaning there was no drop in how well they did this really boring task. So then when we think about the brain, why is that? Well, our brain is still acting like we're cave people, like we're out in the jungle. It, it has not evolved at the pace that technology has. So it gets fearful, it gets scared of things. And, and so you imagine back in the day going through a jungle, you've gone through the same path 40 years in a row, you know there's tigers, but you've never seen a tiger for 40 years, you're not going to pay attention as well as when you're on a new path. And so what happens when we give ourselves even that micro break, that one minute break in the middle of a day after a 20 minute sprint, is it tricks the brain to think, oh, this is a new place. You got to pay attention more. And so there's so many techniques like that that I talk about in the book that just science supports that can help you do more using your brain to optimize it instead of just, you know, I'm going to go full tilt, hustle culture, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you get nothing done with that hustle culture. I hate, I, you know, I, I hear it all the time and it really, I'm just so sick of it. Cause you, I see a lot of, I, I work with a lot of um, early stage entrepreneurs and they get really wrapped up in this BS that is pushed around hustle culture. I'm always grinding, grinding, grinding. I'm like, man, you really, I wish you really could understand it. You're not doing yourself any favors with that. So I'm glad you brought it up because you're, you're kind of, that's, I mean, to me, I mean, what, what, let me put it this way. What in your research then is the alternative? I mean, aside from just take a break, I mean, what are like, I guess we get into, do you get into conversations around like changing habits and things like that? Like how, how, what are some highlights from the research that are counter uh, fly in the face, I should say of hustle culture? Like, is there yeah. any evidence like like you kind of just gave it in, in, in that little nutshell story, but prove to me that hustle culture, because you're going to hear every successful, whether it's Elon Musk or whoever, work hard, work hard, work hard, but not to be misunderstood that you shouldn't take care of your health by taking breaks. Right. So like 
how do we how do we push back on hustle culture? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the problem. We either have books that are about business and hustle and productivity, or we have books on mindfulness and slowing down. There's yeah. not very many books like mine that bring it together because yes. sure, you should work hard, you should kill it, but if you don't do it right, you're just spinning your wheels. And so if we don't, if if we're in a state of fight, fight or flight, fight, or freeze, we're not gonna do our best work. So for example, I was in Nepal. And um, this guide says to me, uh, as we're walking through the jungle, if a rhinoceros chases us, climb a tree. And I mean, I should have asked a follow-up question or two at that point, but I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, so this is like early 2000s. We come across the rhinoceros. I have one of those little click cameras with, it wasn't digital. So I take a picture of this rhino, like do the little zit, 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 take yeah. a step forward, take another picture of this rhino. Zit, zit, zit. I'm like, it's going to be blurry. I'm just one more step forward. And the rhino charges. So what do I do? I don't climb a tree. I take off running because my friend Todd, he was a long distance sprint or long distance runner. And I was a sprinter. I'm like, I can outrun Todd. I went with what I knew when I was stressed out. The same is true every single time we're stressed out. When we are hustling and grinding, we go to what we know instead of what's creative. And so what do we do in the face of that? Well, we can take micro breaks like I talked about. We can also set up an environment that tricks our brain to do specific types of tasks. So for example, in writing this book, I wrote this book every Thursday from April until late August of 2020. And so it was just on Thursdays that I wrote it. So what did I do on those days to get the most done every single day? Well, I never looked at my phone before I started writing. I didn't look at the news. I didn't look at emails. I didn't look at texts. I protected my brain for the best work I needed to do on Thursdays. As well, I changed the lighting in my office. Uh, And so the lighting was different. I had a specific playlist that I only played when I was writing and I sat in a different spot every single time that I wrote. And so I'm now prepping my brain to say, oh, it's writing time. Let's do this. Instead of just, I'm going to go look at a blank screen as well. I had a ritual with my family where I would go say goodbye to my girls. And I was six and 10 year old. And I'd say, I'm going to go write. I'll see you at lunchtime for a minute, uh, but have a great day. And I'd give them hugs. Bye. I'm going to work. And I just walk up the stairs at the end of the day. I'd come downstairs and give hugs. I'm home. They'd come give hugs at lunchtime. I'd keep the headphones on and they knew that to support me, if I had my headphones on, don't talk to dad. It's like he's invisible. So I set boundaries with my family around how to best support me. Most of us don't go to that level when we know that we have things to do. So I was better able to get things done because I had a whole process for that writing, for that intense task that I knew was a big step for me. So when we start to match our neuro syncing with how our bodies actually are, we can get more done in the same period of time. I love that. I I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but you know, I have a 15 month old, so I'm a new figuring out things as a new father. And so you're further down the, the road. And I love the idea of setting up the environment that you talked about, whether it's the lights or where you work and making rituals and like making it more conducive. But the number one thing that really stood out to me is actually setting boundaries, even with family and reducing those distractions because God, that the overstimulation today with notifications and kids running in crying and screaming. And like, if you don't manage those things, I could tell you firsthand, I just did it. I just published, uh, we had to publish an interview and I had my son home sick and he's screaming in my lap during the interview. So it's like, I get it, man. Um, and I, I see a lot of distractions, um, And the other form of distraction is like 
entrepreneurs get excited. So it's like, well, this isn't working. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I, I'm, I'd like to kind of lead into a conversation here with you on how this, this quiet, quieting the mind, it can help with also focusing on what you need to do for your business versus being all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so let's just think about how the average person lives. I mean, if you look at the research and I cite a ton of the research in the book, the average person is underslept. They're not getting the sleep that their brain needs. Uh, They're not using their vacation days that they've earned. Uh, Their weekends are full of emails or, you know, the kid's finally asleep. I'm going to catch up on these things. And it's 11 o'clock and your brain is still in work mode. Um, all of those things. And then just add on top of that unhealthy eating, you know, a green smoothie a day would do a ton for <laughs> us, you know? Um, and, and so pick one of those things and say, you know, I'm going to get eight hours of sleep every night. Um, you know, even this week. So I haven't had a cold in two years cause I've been in lockdown wearing masks and everything. And you know, yeah. I got immunized, you know, I was out and then got a little tickle in my throat. Uh-huh. I don't want to tickle in my throat when I'm about to go into 200 podcast interviews. So, <laughs> yeah. I've been sleeping 10 to 11 hours a night, taking a bunch of, you know, good vitamins for my body, drinking green smoothies. That's going to help me be a better person and show up differently. And so when we focus on those things and say, is my body part of the equation for my business? Of course it is. Do a one minute plank every day. Like you can take out one minute, like just do one one minute plank, (laughs) start somewhere. Um, if, If you do just those small micro decisions for your body and for your health and for your brain, that's going to carry over where ultimately you're going to be able to cut things out. And so like, let's look at your average week. So the average person's working five plus days a week. Well, what if we said you had to do that same amount of work in four days? Well, what's going to happen? You're naturally going to drop the ball on some things. You You have 20 tasks in a week and now you can only do 16 which four are you going to eliminate? The ones you shouldn't be doing anyway. And and so it's going to be an exercise in teaching you that a good entrepreneur is allowed to leave things undone. Uh, We so often have this like checklist mentality where I just got to get through it without ever saying to ourselves, why am I even doing this? So then, okay, you drop the ball on those four things. And then the next week you still only can do 16 things and you drop the ball on a few more things. Now you have this list of things that you've dropped the ball on. But what's that tell you about those things that maybe they weren't important to your bottom line, uh, that maybe you hate doing those things that you could have outsourced it for 15 bucks an hour. Um, you, you know, even just your email thinking about there's probably only 5% of your email that you actually need to be the person responding to. So why are you responding to the other 95%? Well, why not have a director of details that goes through your email and just says, Hey, here's the emails you need to respond to today. There's all these little things that we can do to just do our best possible work. And when we do that, whether it's in our bodies and in our sleep and our eating and our slowing down, it then gets reflected in our businesses so that we do that very top tier stuff first. I like that. I mean, and I'm a big fan of the, the, the mantra of work less, make more of that concept. Like, yeah, I believe in hard work, but I believe in, you know, living a very harmonious life, if you will. Um, and I know like years ago, they used to say, oh, well, with automation, we'll be able to have the three-day work week and the four-day work week. And it's like, well, unfortunately, we're working more than ever and making less and it's going in the opposite direction. I mean, that's a whole other conversation to get frustrated about. And so, you know, like just hearing some of the ideas that you have there, I think it's so important for people to consider. I had somebody tell me once, they're like, if you're unhealthy as a person, 
that will you it will reflect as you having an unhealthy business right so it's like everything kind of like ties together um which is what i've been learning and i've been doing the same this stuff in branding and de uh, development for over 20 years and as i run my own businesses it's a whole other ball game on how you manage your time so it leads me to a question around one, you say Thursday's new Friday. So I'd like to get into why we titled it that. But then uh, two, um, are there questions people can ask themselves and reflect on to start uncovering some of these problematic areas of their life? Yeah, let me let me start with the last part there. So what questions can you ask yourself? Uh, I would encourage anyone to do an experiment for two months to just say, I'm going to take every Friday off or every other Friday off, or it doesn't even have to be Friday. I mean, Friday is kind of the metaphor. Right. Uh, it could be a Wednesday. It doesn't matter. And just see what things you drop the ball on. Uh, that's going to reveal so much in just doing that task. Okay. Um, I, I imagine, and, and let me just hold you there. Why, yeah. why? So you're saying that things that you drop the ball on is because they're obviously not as big of a priority as other things. That's that's yeah. what you're revealing, right? Okay. Yeah, and then, then you have a full list of all the things that you potentially could outsource, you could eliminate, you could yeah. have some sort of automation with, with software as a service. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your behavior is telling you what's least important to you. Um, so I would say, do that experiment, look at the numbers. Uh, most people aren't gonna see just because you take 20% of the week off, a 20% drop. So say you take a 5% drop. Well, then you can say, well, how can I gain 5% in the other four days? Uh, you know, maybe you have a new service or you're more, cre more creative. So I would say start with that. I would say also set very firm boundaries around your time outside of work because you can take that Friday off, but if you're brainstorming the whole time and listening to podcasts and all these things, nothing against podcasts, we both love them. But <laughs> it's like, you need to have things in your schedule that have nothing to do with work. And so nice. for, for me, I have to get things that are scheduled in. So I'm, I'm going to go grocery shopping, even though I could use shipped, or I'm going to go on a daddy daughter date with my 10 year old. And we're going to go to an arcade and play skee ball uh, or like anything, uh, go paddleboarding with some friends, get those things in the calendar. So you have very hard boundaries. Um, and then also figure out some soft boundaries. Where is their wiggle room? So for example, you know, if, if you need to have a little bit of email on a Friday morning, is that okay with you? Okay, maybe you're gonna do a little bit of email, but what's that boundary for yourself? Yeah. I imagine you're gonna notice that you come back on Monday feeling so much more full of energy and with so many more ideas that you're gonna say, how the heck did I ever do that old schedule before? So <laughs> if you view it as an experiment, then you can always go back to the old you know, schedule that you don't like. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. So now just unpack your title, Thursday is the new Friday. I know it's a metaphor, but just are yeah. we saying that we want, because is this backing in then to what you just said basically is take the day off, see what happens. So is that the analogy there? Yeah, so I would say uh, let's make Thursday the new Friday and that Thursday is the day that we end our work week. Uh, you know, when you really look at it in the 1980s and 90s, uh, TGIF on ABC with uh, Full House and Urkel and all that, <laughs> you know, we've been moving away from Fridays being a legitimate work day for a really long time. It's when we host baby showers or a birthday party or do yeah. some cheesy team building trust fall with the, the team or, you know, it's when we pack in all the stuff that we don't want to do on a real work day. Uh, I've been 
saying a lot recently that it's like Friday has been having an affair with the weekend for a long time. So like, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. And, and so it, it's like uh, for us to truly make Thursday the new Friday, uh, it, it means that we're going to set that hard boundary of we're going to be done on yeah. Thursday instead of on Friday. So are you a believer in the four hour work week? <laughs> you know, um, I actually work way less than four days a week. Uh, I think there's a lot of great concepts in that book. Uh, actually, um, Pat Flynn just called my book the new four hour work week for business owners, which out, was congrats. like, holy cr- I know I'm like Pat Flynn and Tim Ferriss in one sentence. That's pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. So kudos to yeah. you for that. And, you know, I, I think the ideas in the book are good, too. I just thought it was funny to ask the question because, you know, I. I, there is a certain extent of work you have to do. You can't just automate like everything, but the idea being work less, make more, be smarter, prioritize, clear your mind, clear your schedule, focus on what matters, delegate properly. So all these things. And so I guess you really dial into it. And it sounds like you back a lot of things with the, the research and the science that's behind just how, so you get it. So people will learn a little bit about how the human mind works. Like, why do we respond? Why are we doing certain things unconsciously and how we can start changing those things? Um, Sounds great. So where, when is, when is the book out? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So it officially launches October 5th, 2021. Um, people can pre-release uh, order it right now. It's going to be an audio book, uh, ebook, and also hardcover. Uh, but you can pre-order it. And um, actually for your audience, uh, we're going to be coordinating with you and your team um, to give 10 free books away in audio or digital. And we'll get all the details to the team, but um, just follow that hashtag Thursday is the new Friday and comment uh, on one of Adam's posts uh, using that hashtag. And we'll make sure that they get the free books. Uh, so we're going to be doing that for your, your team. And then all the details for everything's at Thursday is the new Friday.com. Thursday's new Friday.com. Sweet. Well, it's been a lot of fun chatting. I appreciate you doing all this research and sharing all your uh, experience and things like that. Um, yeah. So Joe, awesome. Congrats on the book and uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch, man. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning into the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Don't forget to stop by changecreator.com for more information, fresh articles, content, and our services if you're looking to build a brand that people love. And please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support.